This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome into the locker room. Joining us tonight, my co-host, Michael Smith. Hello. It's great to be here, Rolly. And whether you're out there in the uh, in your car or your tram, we're going to bring you some a great conversation and some good music tonight. And this is your show about sport and our community. So, Smithy, what have we got on tonight? Well, believe it or not, Rolly, the Ashes are on again, six months after Australia lost them in England, or barely that. Um, so we're going to chat to Duncan Irvine. He's from Grace's Cricket Club in London which is a gay-friendly uh, cricket team, and we're going to get his perspective uh, from the other side of the world. We never did get round to uh, starting the gashes. Was that what we were going to do? Yeah, we're going, we're going to have an Australian gay team play their team. Yeah, we never really got it together, but uh, we should. Uh, but I think we've got Jason Ball on tonight who's uh, going to be organising something in that field. He's looking into the idea of Melbourne having a gay AFL team. And, you know, it's, it's a bit unusual. We have lots of other gay teams, but in this AFL-obsessed town, we don't have a gay AFL team. I'm going to ask him whether we actually need one. That's what I think. You know, like maybe I know you're looking at me puzzling. No, but, you know, a, I mean, it's a hard-hitting question, Rolly. So I'm going to hit Jason Ball with a hard-hitting question. I think I think that's great. That's what we want to have on the locker room. Speaking of hard-hitting, we have uh, Monumental uh, to talk about the Victorian Roller Derby final, which is on this weekend, and that is a hard-hitting sport, Rolly. Well, I was just talking to you before. So have you landed on your roller derby name yet? Uh, I reckon. I reckon Gingivitis. Gingivitis. I'm going to go radiator. Radiator. Why, why do you Why do you say that? Well, I don't know. It's got something to do with cars. You know, we always have problems with your radiator. Uh, no, look, I'm, I'm I not, actually I'm put not, a lot of thought into I'm that. I'm not loving yeah. it. No, 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 but that's okay. You know, we've got time to think about that. Um, we're going to have the usual A League roundup from Adam, uh, and we're going to have your roundup as well. But now I think it's time for Rolly's roundup. One of nine new stadiums currently being built in Qatar ahead of the 2022 World Cup has been likened to a giant vajayjay after plans were unveiled today. According to architects, the design of the Al-Wakarari Stadium was inspired by the flowering shape of a dhow, which is a traditional sailing vessel used for pearl divers and fishermen in the region for centuries. So yes... A giant vajayjay. I've never seen one in the flesh. I wouldn't know what they looked like anyway. Well, there's one now that can seat 45,000 people. Uh, Guardian writer Holly Baxter, a co-founder and editor of Vagenda Blog, applauded the design, unintentional or not. She said, in the Guardian, perhaps the big wigs behind the design, and big exclamation marks, no doubt all male, should embrace this so-called faux pas and rebrand it as a delicate nod towards the increasingly liberal Qatari policies concerning women in sport, she wrote. She also went on to say, in a world where sport and vaginas really come together with such prominence, this can only be a good thing. And after all, why not have 45,000 people crammed into a woman's reproductive system? It's not like they haven't been there before. What do you think? I want to see this stadium now. Yeah, quite so. yeah. Oh, they're also going to have spongy seats, which is kind of interesting as well. Uh, uh, I, I thought gays weren't welcome in Qatar, though. 
Uh, they're not. Sepp, Sepp, Sepp Blatter told us all to be quiet, not to be gay while we're there. Just don't hold hands in public or but kiss each other. But if you gay, what better place to hide out than a giant vagina? Yeah, to, so to, they're never going to look for you there, are they? <laughs> no. Run to the giant vagina. Um, the 2022 World Cup has been beset, of course, with controversy. FIFA, look, I don't know if I'm going to say this on roll. It sounded like the whole thing was rigged and there was lots of bribes going on. Basically, Qatar's been given the World Cup for 2022 with temperatures during the middle of the day are over 40 degrees. Imagine playing a football game in a stadium that's cooking. Shaped yeah. like a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think they are in negotiations to change the World Cup to winter, but it, it plays havoc with the Northern Hemisphere football schedule and, and the usual club schedule, so they have to work all that out. But they've got, you know, nine years to sort it. Oh, yeah. Uh, soccer, Lucas Neal, last night, led the Socceroos to a 1-0 victory against Costa Rica. Sounds like he's the 35-year-old's probably going to keep his job for a little bit longer. Uh, he was, however, reportedly exchanging angry words with sections of the crowd at Allianz Stadium in Sydney last night a couple of times, but he won't answer questions on it. So, sounds like the media frenzy or the media pressure has been getting to him. We should ask Aaron about that later on. Well, it sounds like his old mate, who used to be his best friend, Mark Bosnick, uh, has pretty much come out and slammed him. Saying people come and pay their money, they can basically do whatever they want, except they can't do anything illegal, but they can shout and scream whatever they like. That's their right. That's my father's approach to AFL games, I have to say. Isn't that funny, Mark? I paid my ticket, I'm going to scream and shout whatever I like. Well, I can't see why Mark Bosnick's come out such a critic of Lucas Neal, because they were such mates before, but uh, he's come out and sort of any time Lucas Neal opens his mouth, he goes completely opposite to it, so... Mm. Every time Lucas Neal opens his mouth, I sort of swoon a little bit. Oh, really? I think he's pretty pretty all right. Uh, can't help but talk about Kevin Peterson, since we're talking about the Ashes and uh, he's in the country. It's kind of funny that you two are going to have something in common. Uh, Kevin Peterson has taken aim at Brisbane, saying no one outside of Australia has heard of the city and he would rather watch paint dry than experience what it has to offer. So what do they say about Brisbane? Nice one day, good day the next or something? It's sunshine... Blah, blah, blah. But uh, Kevin Peterson does. Brisney Land, Bris Vegas, oversized country town. It's all been said. Uh, the South African born cricketer yesterday took exception to the Courier Mail's front page. So here he was, Courier Mail, that's Rupert Murdoch's piece. Uh, he has a pineapple under his arm, a Reds jersey on, a cane tone on his right sleeve, a Bundaberg rum behind him with a wig on. Uh, so the Courier Mail's put him on the front there. Anyway, he's taken exception to that and uh, tweeted to his 1.4 million Twitter followers, which is pretty incredible. Uh, of course, P- Peterson last year controversially spoke his mind, telling the South Af- his mates in South Africa and the South African cricket team how to bowl the English his own English players out. So, um, sounds like a bit of a knob, actually. This is all just mind games, isn't it? We're going to have to ask our friend England about this. Yeah, well, I think so. We'll have to see what he actually thinks. And uh, to round it up, uh, clap, clap to you and McKenzie. The Wallaby, Wallabies players went out on the piss, and uh, basically he's kicked out half the team. Um, yeah, and... including the two wingers who've been scoring all their tries. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out for them. But uh, he's been applauded by by most of the sort of senior rugby establishment, the past mm. players and commentariat they're all saying he's taking a stand about cultural issues that his predecessor Robbie Deans was simply unwilling to do 
Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, you've, uh, you seem to get coaches in Australia with the, the homework scandal with the uh, cricketers, and now we've got the, the drinking escapades, which yeah. was always a big part of the rugby culture. But... Adam Ashley Cooper's mum actually went on radio and said that it was, she thought it was all very unfair. Oh. You, just, you just never want your mum going on radio complaining <laughs> about the way you've been treated, especially if you're a rugby player. You know, <laughs> tough rugby player, defended by mum. Uh, leave my son alone. Well, that is your roundup for this week. You're on Joy 94.9. Connecting, representing, celebrating. Joy 94.9. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9. Rolly, with the Ashes about to begin tomorrow in Brisbane, the Aussies are hoping that this will not be a repeat of the thrashing they copped uh, in the middle of this year. The Palms have been talking up their chances, as we've heard, but we think it's time the Ashes probably can return back down under again where they belong. We're going to be joined now by Duncan Irvine. He's from Grace's Cricket Club, which is an inclusive cricket club. based in London, and he probably wouldn't agree that the Ashes should return to Melbourne. So, Duncan, welcome back to the locker room. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. It's a very gloomy, wet, miserable morning here in London. Oh, so it's not really cricket weather there over in Old Bloody? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Duncan... We may be looking for rain at some point during some of the tests. Oh, well, I don't know. You'll you'll get that during the Melbourne test, I think. (laughs) Uh, Duncan, are you guys feeling confident ahead of the first test? Um, very nervous, to be quite honest, I think. Uh, and I guess that will perhaps be what decides the test, which team is the more nervous. I think they're both, um, I, I, I think they're both good cricket sides. I would say, personally, wouldn't I, that England are the better sides, only on paper, but it's a question of nerves. And, and once one wicket falls, if you then lose three, then that's what can decide test matches. Uh, the Brits uh, seeing it as a, well, they won't be seeing it as a bit of a foregone conclusion. Um, I just wonder, I suppose uh, home ground advantage is probably going to play into our uh, side, isn't it? Oh, I, th- I think I think you may have a few supporters there, yes. Uh, although I suspect there'll be some loud English ones as well. But yes, yeah, so home side should, should, uh, should be to your advantage. I, I think over here, the, in general, I think people are expecting England to win which is a slightly worrying side, of course. Well, the last thing you want to be is, you know, the favourite in cricket, it seems. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's much does, better being an underdog and then winning. Does, but, the, ascension uh, of, um, does the ascension of George Bailey into the, the Australian Test team in his 30s, does that sort of give hope to backyard hackers worldwide who are you know, struggling to make their mark in the game? Yes, I think so. You know, I, I, I think uh, that someone like that would probably be able to cope with nerves better than... than some up-and-coming youngsters who have a, will have a point to prove. I mean, he's probably a lot more settled as, as, a, as a, I would, I would guess, as a, as a person, you know, uh, and, and probably better able to to cope with it. We actually said um, on on the, to the media the other day that he felt that he wasn't nervous about a game of cricket. There was something wrong, and he would be just as nervous playing a test at the Gabba as he would playing in a club game in Launceston. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Well, we'll we'll. we'll... We'll have to see her that. Just be kidding, I suspect. Duncan, uh, question from left field. Have you ever heard of Brisbane? 
Brisbane, yes, it's a, the little oh. town in Australia. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I just and it has a cricket ground, I think. Yeah, well, it, yeah, small little cricket ground on the uh, side of the Brisbane River. It's about a population of about ten thousand. Um, a few kangaroos down the main street as well. But absolutely, yeah. Um, that South African uh, fella from uh, probably Johannesburg or somewhere wherever he's from has uh, said that uh, nobody in England's ever heard of Brisbane. And I sort of, I suppose, on his Twitter account this morning, are you following um, Peterson on his Twitter? I, I don't follow Twitter, I'm afraid. Oh. I can't cope with these things. Oh, Twitter. Well, you've got to get up to your speed with your hashtags and your um, oh, and your at symbols. But, yeah, look, he, <laughs> he's come out today. Um, he's really revved up the, the media over here. He's um, come out saying that nobody's heard of Brisbane and, um, and, uh, and, of course, starting to wind people up. What is the general opinion of Kevin Peterson over there? I think Kevin Peterson is a showman, you know. Uh, there are things one doesn't like about what he says some of the time. But on the other hand, uh, he, he enjoys himself. He says what he thinks. Uh, he likes winding people up. Uh, and he, prov- he makes people more interested in, in what's going on. So, yeah, I think he's fine. I mean, it, it's nice that such an English player... Uh, English? Yeah. English? <laughs> well, sort of. He is, he is temporarily, anyway. Uh, you know, is is, um, is is busy winding the Aussies up because you're quite good at winding other people up as well. Now, I imagine Grace is on a winter break at the moment, but when you do travel and go on tour, do you have sort of like your catering demands sorted out well in advance? Like, do you get your quinoa and your smoked salmon and, you know, your caviar kind of all packaged up to go with well, we you when buy- you travel? Yeah, I mean, Harrods are, are really good. You know, we, we, we have a butler who would travel with us who would handle all that sort of stuff. He so, probably, uh, yeah, nothing but the best for Grace's. Duncan, you probably don't know where uh, Smithy's hinting towards this. I don't know if you realise, but uh, the English cricket players arrived yeah. with an 86-page dossier of... Uh, Absolutely. Yes, uh, I mean, the, the fish and chips and, uh, you know, salad of the day and a snag and a bread were, were no good for them at the MCG. They've, uh, it's kind of an interesting dietary requirement, so... I know that that was one of the most embarrassing things I have ever read in my life about cricket. It was utterly ridiculous, I think. And they forget great players in the past, like Colin Cowdery and, and Mike Gatting, who who were who were hardly on on diets, nevertheless managed to play brilliant cricket. I think they're so over the top with all these advisors and things that they they have a tendency to to stop people playing their natural the natural games, the things that made them famous. They're, they're, they're trying to make people into machines, and I, I, I just see that as a, a, a frankly, a bit silly. And, and I, I think it's a, they should have apologised for that. It's a very demanding list that they have. Yeah, I mean, we used to have David Boone, you know, sinking about 25 cans on the plane on the way to London, and you know, Dougie Walters having a ciggy during the drinks break. I mean, is the game becoming a bit bland? Are we losing... I mean, people like Kevin Peterson get jumped on. Are we in risk of losing the characters and we just get, you know, more people like Michael Clark who kind of have good-looking girlfriends but not much more to sort of say about them? Sure. I think, I think that, is, that is a danger, you know, because um, people remember the characters of, of cricket, you know? Uh, they remember Ian Botham, who was hardly a model uh, <laughs> cricketer in a way, but it's, they bring excitement to the game because they, they dare to be different. And, and Peterson, uh, you know, that's what I like about him, whatever I think of him as a person. I mean, that, he, he, but he provides bums on seats, as it were. Duncan, we've had a uh, question in from a listener, Alan in Northcote. 
He's wondering, uh-huh. isn't it unfair that uh, hasn't England already really won the Ashes? You know, do they really need to come here and play again? Isn't it a bit silly to, to play twice in a row? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, if that were the case, I think there'd be uh, plenty of seats to be had. And I imagine all the matches have been sold out. And and, and uh, for, for, for all the talk, England, if I recall, have only won, I think, about four of something like 19 test played in Brisbane so um, you know it's uh, it, it's quite a worrying time this first test match and uh, uh, England, have, England have a tendency to lose the first match of a tour and are there any players on the England team other than Kevin Peterson you think we should look out for some maybe some new additions to the team uh, you mean um, 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 good looking players or you mean oh just good cricketers <laughs> even oh, no, I, I mean we're, we're all about the talent here well, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, the physical if, talent. If, if the two could be combined into one athlete, that's just <laughs> yeah. a bonus, really. Easy on the eye, I think, is, is perhaps the word. Well, I don't know. Um, uh, young Root, uh, I think, has great potential, um, but I suspect he'll be quite ne- quite nervous. I like He's I like the nice sound guy, of that. Yeah. Young, did you say Young Root? Root. Root. Yeah. Run, young Root. Okay, well, um, we'll have to keep an eye out for We'll him have to root for Root. Um, Duncan, Absolutely. if um, anybody's flying over to, to London or, or trying to uh, catch up with Grace, is, what have you guys got a website or a local tavern that Absolutely, you have gin yeah. and tonic at? Or wh- how Indeed. can we get involved? Yeah, just, just look up Grace's uh, Cricket uh, on uh, Google or something. It's www.gracescricket, all one word, .org.uk. And, and uh, I, I mentioned before, uh, the last time I was on, about the gay ashes uh, that we were thinking about. And we're, we're, we're moving ahead a bit with this. We're going to ask for help from the ECB and, and the Aussie Cricket uh, Board. Um, and, and we'd like anyone, any Australians in London, to, to contact us if they're interested in getting involved next season. And we, we, we've actually come up with a name. It will be the Gashes. The ga- you are going to go with the gashes. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, we'll stay in touch with the locker room and, of course, Joy 94.9, and uh, we'll keep pushing it, and, of course, with our, our Aussie listeners over there in London. Uh, th- thank you very much, Duncan, from Irving. Thanks a lot. No problems at all. You're in Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is Australia's first and only LGBTI community radio station and this December, Joy turns 20 years old. We're celebrating with a week-long party on air full of great music, special guests and amazing prizes and plenty of surprises too. It all starts on Sunday, November 24th and you're invited. Keep listening, looking online at joy.org.au and follow Joy on social media for more details. Hashtag Joy 20. Hashtag Joy 20. It's a celebration. Weeknights on Joy 94.9. Sharing your passions. Smithy, we have our uh, Joy 20 birthday celebration show next week, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and, oh, very well timed, producer Adam. Uh, and, of course, in addition to all the fun of our birthday celebration week, uh, commencing the Sunday, will be, or Joy, not we, will be crossing live to Adelaide for very special reports from the Feast Festival. Have you been to that before? No, I haven't, but I like the idea of birthday celebrations. It's the Feast Festival. What is it, food or...? No, it's the Adelaide's uh, Gay and Lesbian Festival. Interesting, they called it Feast. Yes, so we uh, are going to have a big celebration show next week. We're going to have Tim Tams, sparkling grape juice uh, and all that. So listen out for Joy presenters Sammy with an I and Sammy with a Y and Jeffrey this Sunday on Joy. Uh, Smithy. 
The AFL season is, is in its annual recess, but there is no doubt this town is obsessed with our national game. Oh, I am anyway. I don't know about you, Rolly, but... I'm getting into it. Don't worry about that, buddy. I took you to one game. You... you... Sat through it. Essendon being in the semis this year. Uh, in town, where we have a gay soccer team, rugby team, water polo team, and of course the other various 24 teams under the Team Melbourne banner. It is perhaps a little bit odd we don't see a gay AFL team running around. Gay, lesbian, inclusive team. Especially when you think of those showy, tuny songs and those wonderful crepe paper banners uh, at the MCG. Very wonderful Fantastic. Uh, Jason Ball will be known to many of our listeners as the public face of gay men playing footy. He joins us now to talk about his new initiative to get our community more involved in our great game. Jason, thanks for coming on to talk to us. Tell us more about this new initiative you've got running. Yes, well, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, so what, what what we've got planned here is to kick it off, to kick off the idea that we could have a gay only um, AFL team playing out there is as part of Midsummer, we want to launch it with what we're calling a Rainbow Cup. So what we're hoping to have is two exhibition Aussie Rules football matches, one for men and one for women, con- consisting of teams made up of players um, who, uh, from the GLBTI community. Um, so we're hoping to yeah ho- hold two full-length matches with, with 18 players each side um, as part of the Midsummer Sports Day um, on uh, the 1st of February. Now, we've got you, so that's one. Are we going to be able to find another 18 plus another 17 to, to get a game together? we got two. you got Smithy as well, Jason. Oh, I'll remember? play two. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, good one. All right, we've got two. That's a good oh, start. I'll make it you know, three. <laughs> You've talked me into it. You don't even know the rules, Rolly. I, I know how to handball. You're going to throw the ball. Uh, handball. Punch it. Hopefully we can teach you. And look, we are planning to hold a coaching clinic um, leading up to the leading up to the event. But look, when it comes to Team Melbourne, which is the um, umbrella organisation for all the GLBTIQ sporting groups in Melbourne, AFL is actually one of the most requested sports that um, people want to play. Um, being the home of footy, of course, it is. So. Um, you know, hopefully with with the database that they've got and, and obviously being the home of football, we are going to be able to get more people to come along. So we're, we're kicking it off with an info session that I'd love to plug um, if you guys will indulge me. I'll um, go for it. Go right sure. ahead. So on uh, Saturday the 30th of November, so Saturday week, at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon, um, we're going to have an info session. So you don't have to commit, just come and show your interest and hear, hear the game plan, I guess. Um, so that's going to be at DT's Hotel uh, in Richmond. And uh, if, you, if you want more information, you can go to teammelbourne.org.au for that. I have to ask, are you going to remain unbiased or are you going to have a bit of an, uh, an allegiance or alliance with one of the AFL teams? Well, I think I think definitely unbiased. I think um, we're, well, the, the plan is at the moment to have sort of two two separate teams. Obviously, we, we're wanting to make it as colourful as possible, and I think one of the jumpers will hopefully be a, a pride rainbow themed jumper. Um, mm. And uh, and then obviously, you know, we have to come up with an idea for another jumper. At the moment, what we're thinking is to have that team uh, in purple to represent our wear it purple, uh, obviously, which is the um, the initiative to raise awareness about youth GLBTI mental health. Um, so we'll have purple versus the rainbow, um, two teams there. Should we here at the locker room help you come up with a name? We could run a bit of a SMS competition. 
That sounds bloody brilliant. All um, right. Well, we will we will start running that for you, Jason, and start giving you uh, suggestions. So if you've got suggestions for a name for a gay AFL, of course, inclusive. So I'm assuming, Jason, whether you're gay or straight, you just want people that are inclusive can participate? Yeah, it's hopefully um, players who are supportive of the GLBTI community. So that includes players who are GLBTI, but it could include straight allies as well. Fantastic. So why don't you start SMSing 0427JOY949 or onair at joy.org.au if you've got some names for these teams. So the first team, very colourful, very bright. We've got the rainbow colours. The second team is a purple. Um, start For some reason, I'm thinking Grimace. You know, that kind of Grimace purple. Smithy's <laughs> looking at me quite That's funny. how you'd look if you pulled on a purple jumper, I oh, think, Rolly. No, he didn't go there. Anyway, Jason, um, um, tell us, how do you reckon a gay team might work in Melbourne? Like, we can have a one-off game, but do you think there's space in our sporting landscape, in our community, for a more permanent fixture on the on the gay sporting lineup? I'm hoping that there is space for that. Obviously, you know, working closely with the AFL uh, on this initiative, and hopefully they'll be able to be part of, of the Rainbow Cup. When it comes to forming a team and playing in a regular league, I guess we're sort of looking for inspiration from the likes of the Melbourne Chargers, who have been able to piggyback off, you know, an established uh, club in the Melbourne Unicorns and um, and play as, as sort of part of that. Uh, with AFL in Victoria, it's very much uh, suburb-based. You know, you've got um, teams in, in each suburb and there's a lot of rivalry between um, teams. And, and to start from scratch, you'd obviously, you know, it, it'd be near impossible. So we are hoping to form a partnership um, with uh, a suburb or an existing football club that is willing to take us on board. So um, uh, if we can get enough interest, if we can get enough players out and to, to, to have a kick uh, as part of the Rainbow Cup, then I think moving forward and looking ahead into the season this year, um, you know, uh, we'll, it'll get, get us off to a really great start. Jason, thanks so much for joining us in the locker room this week. We'll catch up with you more next week during our celebration week. Great to talk to you. We just had somebody in from Paran. What about the Paran Bears? So that may be a first one we'll chuck into the pot. I like that. Uh, I like that. And no, no problems at all. You're on the locker room on Joy 94.9. It's Australia's own New Zealander, Cal Wilson here, and you are listening to Joy 94.9. 18 minutes to 8, and you are, of course, in the locker room with Rolly and Smithy. Uh, we've been talking to Jason Ball about the new gay AFL teams. Of course, not just gay, but inclusive teams. Uh, we've had another one in Smithy, the Rainbow Warriors. So what do we think about that? Not bad, but keep the French Secret Service away from it, I think. Oh, do you think they might be a Kiwi? Or they might uh, know something about the Rainbow Warriors. Maybe, yeah. Oh, there you go. You have to be born in 1984 to know about that. Smithy, we have somebody very... uh, Our producer's looking funny. I have to help you out here. The Rainbow Warrior was sunk in 1984. Uh, Now, Smithy, we have somebody very special on the phone. Well, yes, because if you do want to see women shoulder charging, blocking and generally getting physical... Uh, then we're here to talk about roller derby. The Victorian roller derby league grand final is fast approaching, and we now have one of the skaters monumental joining us on the locker room. So welcome. Hello. Um, so the grand final is on this weekend. You must be pretty pumped. Yes. Yep. Really excited for it. Monumental. What can listeners expect if they fork out the cash and head to the Darabin, uh, the Darabin Stadium this week? Well, they can expect a really close. Close bouts. We've got two bouts happening. So there's the Toxic Avengers and the Dead Ringer Rosies, who I play for, uh, playing for third and fourth place. 
and then following that there'll be another bout um, with the the Rock Mobsters and the Dolls of Hazard playing for first and second place. So two bouts. Um, it'll be really close. It's been a really close year. The teams have been are only separated by a few points on our ladder. So it, it'll be um, tense and exciting and lots of fun. So you just went through some pretty amazing names out there and including your own monumental. Where do all these come from? Um, so we each come up with our own name. It's usually something that's that's a pun, often based on pop culture or something. Um, but not everybody uses a, um, a pseudonym. Like a lot of people just use their own names as well. But um, yeah, I guess that's part of Roller Derby is coming up with a fun name. Um, and mine was just really, I was looking for words that my, my real name is Monica. So I was looking for words that started with Mon. And Mon. Oh, you're not supposed to give your real name away. That's, that's, that's ruining the magic of it. No. Oh, it is. I just ruined the magic. But also now, I kind of like that pun. I'm, I'm a bit mental, so monumental. Now, for the listeners that joined us at the top of the hour and have continued through, Smithy suggested his was going to be gingivitis. How would you rank oh, that? How would you rank that monumental? I sort of get a bit of a shiver up my spine, but <laughs> yeah, it's a bit macabre, a bit bit gross. I like it. Oh, a bit gross. I do. I do. Isn't it gross gingivitis. Isn't that um, something to do with bad breath, gum disease? It's it's either that or or a lingering affection for the redheaded kind. So oh, I love it. I'm hoping it's the latter. Ah, there we go. So give us just um, some quick details where it's at, when it's on, and uh, how to get the tickets. So it's at Darabin Community Sports Stadium, which is in on Plenty Road in Reservoir. You can get catch the 86 tram right to our door. Um, it um, starts at three o'clock on Sunday, the 24th. Uh, you can get tickets from vrdl.brownpapertickets.com. Oh, you're um, running your own ticket uh, website. You're not going to go through oh, the ticket tick or no. ticket market. Back of the commercialism, <laughs> we are going to run our own ticket no, ticketing no, franchise. No, it's not our own. Brown Paper Tickets is sort of a, um, I don't know, they're like an ethical ticket company. Oh, God. Um, there's egg on my face. There we go. How very yeah. inner northern suburbs of Melbourne. <laughs> yes, North yes, Fitzroy with the brown paper tickets. I like yeah. that. Recycled paper and all that good That's stuff. That's right, yes. <laughs> but you can also check out our website, which is www.brdl.org.au. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Thanks, you Monumental, for joining us tonight on The Locker Room and uh, bringing us up to speed with the grand final. It's been a great year for you guys, and uh, you'll be able to uh, chill out now over December, January months, keep the roller skates and the blisters well, off. Well, we've and... actually got a boot camp over, over January, over Christmas and January. So Jeez, you guys are hardcore. In... <laughs> so if you're interested in for newcomers, so if you're interested in giving Derby a shot, yeah. Check out our website. You can do an intensive boot camp over Christmas and January. Wow, wow. it's like a never-ending season for you guys. <laughs> it is, it's like yeah. cricket. It just never stops. It's it just is, always uh, on. So, we never stop. <laughs> so if you don't have roller skate, I assume you're a roller skate. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. Do you provide them and then, um, you know, pe- people who haven't skated before and, and they can just come and do the boot camp? Well, we don't, but we do have sort of a lending system. We've got sort of a, you know, a system where if, if people are starting and they don't have the gear that they need, we can lend some out. Just rummage through the lost property. Yeah. Yeah, it all Here sounds very Northcote again, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, it does very much. Uh, so awesome. Grand final and uh, boot camp. Check out the website if you want to get involved in roller derby and I think there is a boys team now there is there is um, a men's team called the Victorian Vanguard the I Vanguard seen them yet, yeah. But, um, yeah we'll have to uh, touch base with them and see how they're going I've yeah never, you should you should just trying to think about it. check them out
Mm. Short shorts and roller skates might be your type of thing, Smithy. Uh, (laughs) You're in the locker room on Joy (laughs) 94.9. Missed your favourite show? Head to the new Joy website and click on podcast to catch up with the best Joy has to offer. Joy.org.au And you're on the locker room on Joy 94.9. It's now time to talk about that other football code with a round ball. We're joined by our regular weekly round ball expert, Aaron. Welcome into the locker room again. Hi, guys. How are you going? Oh, we're doing just fine. <laughs> Crowd's boring. There's some applause. But maybe that applause is for the Socceroos, who finally cracked it for a win last night. Yeah, they did. They uh, got up 1-0 against Costa Rica. Uh, so they played a bit better than they'd played in the past, a more attacking style of football. Um, so... Everyone from all reports was quite happy with the performance. Just frying up some chicken in the background. So sorry. Oh, that's all right. Oh, there, there we go. I mean, it all happens here on the all happens here on the locker room. Fried chicken and and <laughs> coleslaw. Aaron, um, I don't really rate Costa Rica. I mean, is that is that really something to to clap about and cheer about, or are they just a bit of a you know just make up the numbers type of team? Oh, they've qualified for the World Cup. They're ranked 31 in the world. We're 57. So on oh, all right. Egg on my face again. So we got, what do we <laughs> That's got? That's why you're the expert and Rolly's uh, not. Team 31. <laughs> well, there we go. I thought they, I thought they were 210. So, so tell us, is, is Ange Postacoglu the messiah? Is he going to turn this all around? Or was that just a bit of a I flash in the so. pan? Uh, look, the way they played last night, it was very much how he likes his teams to play. So it always takes a while for the teams to get to know his style of play, but um, obviously he's got better players in the national team. They seem to click a lot um, quicker than they do in, with his A-League teams. Um, but, you know, it was pretty patchy in some, some areas, but uh, um, there were some good signs, but they just have to make that more consistent. So what, Lucas Neal's lost the plot, running up to people in the, uh, the in the crowd and, and telling them what's what? Is, is it time for, is he just, is the pressure of the media getting to him? Seems that way, doesn't it? Uh, you know, if you're listening to what people are saying in the crowd and, and retaliating, then two things. Firstly, you need to get some thicker skin. And secondly, why aren't you concentrating on the game? Why are you listening to these, uh, you know, uh, comments from the stands and trying to retaliate? Must have given those guys in the stand a real kick, though, like to actually get under his skin like that. That must have been a brilliant moment for them. <laughs> I would have been uh, sitting there smiling if he had a, had a go at me. Years of hurling abuse at players on the like field, and then finally they notice, like, oh my God, exactly. they knew we were here all this time. <laughs> I don't know what the Costa Rican fella must have said, but I can imagine it was quite sort of strong. Um, moving from soccer ruse to A-League, what, what's the story there? Uh, the story is that Melbourne Heart still can't score and still can't win, and uh, victory is still losing. So not a good week for the Victorian clubs, unfortunately. So oh, but I, I like how you opened with sinking the slipper into the heart again. You really weren't going to miss that chance again, were you? <laughs> well, they're, they're doing worse than victory. Well, you're just lucky I support the Wanderers. I haven't, re- I haven't taken up a Victorian team. I'm still a Wanderers man. How are they doing? Uh, yeah, good, good. Uh, they beat Melbourne last week one nil. Um, so it was a it was a good game. Probably Melbourne dominated. Um, Wanderers got a goal on the break, and Melbourne just went able to break their defence down. Now, are Melbourne Heart going to sack their coach? I mean, John Aloisi is known to a lot of people as the you know, as a heroic soccerer, but mm. it's obviously not working out for him terribly well at Melbourne Heart. Mm. Well, the crowd are calling for his head. There was, there was banners at the at the last match asking for him to um, either be fired or resign. Banners um, saying sack the coach at the game. Aloisi out, the banner said. Aloisi out. So I'm God, not sure a... if that's a, a coming out, but uh, I don't think so. I think they were calling for his head. 
It's a tough sport, isn't it? You bring the banner along to the game. Like, there's not a lot of unity in this sport, is there? It's very political. It's very passionate. Uh, there's not a lot happening on the pitch often, so people have to entertain themselves off the pitch. Mm. I'm just trying to imagine if my partner came home with the paints and the, and the fabric and said, right, I'm writing a banner, I'm taking it to the game. <laughs> I just, you know, to have that passion, it's, it's another thing. I don't think I've ever written a barrier. Uh, uh, sorry, a barrier, a... Banner. A banner. Oh, no, actually, I did. When Team New Zealand won the America's Cup back in, it must have been like 95, I ran out onto the road with a banner of uh, America's Cup, of course, drawn. So I, I'm wrong in that. Anyway, so um, moving on to the other Sydney teams, we've got Sydney FC and, of course, going a little bit up the coast to the uh, Central Coast Mariners and mm. um, Newcastle. How are they? How are those three doing? Uh, well, Central Coast, I'm not sure if we spoke about it last week, their manager's nicked off to Japan. He got a better offer to go to Japan, Graham Arnold. So he was in the line, in the running to get the Socceroos job. Missed out on that. Um, so he's off to Japan. Um, they didn't actually play uh, last week. They had a bye because they were playing Wellington. Um, and obviously with New Zealand involved in the qualifiers, half their team was missing. Um, so look, those clubs are going okay. Um, Newcastle was surprised this week. Had a, had a 2-1 victory over, um, over Brisbane Raw. Brisbane Raw were top of the table. Uh, so they had a good win in the wet up in Newcastle. Um, uh, the other match was Perth and Adelaide. It was a one-all draw, and it saw the debut of William Gallas, um, who's pretty famous player, played for Arsenal and Tottenham, and is pretty well-renowned for taking the entire French team um, with him on strike during the last World Cup and refusing to train. That's pretty amazing stuff. Hey, what have we got coming up this week? Are the victory going to be able to turn it around? Yeah, they've got Adelaide United. Um, yeah, they should. They last time, no, yeah. but victory dominated. You um, must be on Vodafone, are you? You just sort of seem to have cut out there for a couple of minutes. Uh, no, no, that's all right. I, I actually have to uh, ask you a quick question. Uh, did New Zealand qualify for the World Cup? I know they. They did uh, not. They, did not. Oh. they They were far from it. They lost the first league five one. Yeah. Um, and the second league was played this afternoon. They lost four two. Oh. That wasn't bad though against Mexico. What, what would they be? Top top twenty? Yeah, Mexico are a good team. Yeah, it'd be better than Costa Rica, wouldn't they? No, Costa oh. Rica finished on top of them in qualification. <laughs> oh. You're just you're just making these assertions without any understanding of the actual sport. Oh, I think rolling. I might just keep agreeing with you, and you know the, the listeners may not not realise. So I'm going to Google this Costa Rica. They've kind of <laughs> blown me away. I just thought they were some kind of sort of beach island with about half a dozen players, but this place might be you know the go. And they're not doing well. I haven't seen much of them, but uh, they didn't look too good last night. Yeah, well, uh, we have to ask you one last question. If you were able to name a gay AFL team and they wear rainbow colours, what what would you call them? Uh, the Clouds. The Clouds. All right, we'll add that to the list. So Jason Ball, this uh, is going to looking at starting a gay AFL team here in Melbourne. So uh, I'll suggest to them that Aaron thinks they should be called the Clouds. Thanks, Aaron, for joining us again this week, and we'll catch up no with worries. you next week. I hear that it's uh, Smithy's birthday today. So oh, happy birthday. oh, thank you very much, Aaron. Happy birthday. Yeah, he's. 30 or 29? Yeah, something like that. Oh, there we go. You're on the locker room on Joy 94.9. Hello there, funny lady Judas Lucy. And, of course, you're listening to Joy 94.9. Well, you'd be just plain f***ed in the head if you listened to anything else. You're in the locker room on Joy 94.9, three minutes to eight. Uh, Smithy, we've had a couple more come through on the SMM, SMS machina. Uh, we've got the Rainbow Rhinos and the Purple Panthers. What do we think about those? I reckon we've got to keep trying. 
Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. But you know what I, I would say about the gay AFL team? Mm. I reckon any mainstream club who puts up their hand to host a, a gay and inclusive team is going to get an absolute avalanche of publicity. I reckon the media will be all over it. Mm. And I reckon it's a huge opportunity for a club to get some more sponsorship and exposure. Like, I reckon you'd be crazy to turn it down if, if Jason, his crew, came to you and said, can you host our our gay and inclusive team. I mean, you'd be on the footy show, you'd be on all the all the media. I think there'd be huge interest in it. So basically, you're a suburban AFL team. You want media coverage, money, and more memberships. It sounds like you should get on the Jason Ball train. Yeah. And oh, train, I like that. Uh, whoop, whoop, and, uh, and invite them to join your club. I, I reckon it's a goer. Mm. All right, so we've got uh, so thanks to our guests today. We've had Jason Ball, who's starting up two gay, gay AFL teams. We've had Monumental from the Roller Derby final and, and of course boot camp. And we've had Duncan Irvine from Grace's Cricket Club as well. And of course Aaron doing our regular A League bit soccer bit. Oh well, of course, uh, Mister uh, Irvine from the Grace's Cricket has got the um, gay the gashes. The gashes. We're going to have to find some more about the gashes, I think. So if you know of any Australians currently living in London or you're heading over and you want to get involved, uh, go to Grace's Cricket, I don't know, dot com something. Just Google it and um, get in touch with them and have a uh, gin and tonic. Smithy, the Lay Link ladies, it's a bit of a tongue twister, are waiting outside to bring us their uh, fantastic show. Which they might want to up. talk about that soccer stadium in, in Qatar. Oh, yes, I never thought about that. So, uh, yeah. Time for us to hit the showers. It's time to, uh, oh, it's a bit hot in here. Uh, you're in the, you've been in the locker room with Rolly and Smithy on Joy at 94.9. Perfect mix of music, news and interviews. Joy 94.9. Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station. Joy 94.9. Hello, this is Julia Zamiro. Hi, this is James Rain. Hi, this is Cameron Datto. Hi, this is Beck Runger. Hey, this is the Pop Bellies. Hi, this is Roger Sanchez. Hi, this is Tina Cousins. Hey, what's up? This is Jack from Fun. Hi, this is Casey Donovan. Hi, uh, hello there. Hi, uh, this is Frank Woodley. And you're listening to Joy uh, 94.9, which is uh, preferable than Sadness FM. Joy. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.